You're listening to the Moms Unscripted Podcast. I would love for you to stand next to me, but you cannot lick my arm. My sex life with my husband. So. You are an overachiever in your sex I life. I mean, I could teach a class on it. There's just a lot of poop all over everything, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> well, and really, I just deflect. If there's man topics, I'm like, yeah, that's not what we do here. I was thinking recently about some of the most meaningful moments that I can remember. And they have all happened during impromptu conversations with my mom friends. Those moments when you find yourself in a group of women who start to share and then things go deep fast because that's what us women are amazing at. And by the end of the conversation, you feel seen and understood. Maybe you've learned something new or gained perspective and you leave knowing that for certain, those women would show up for you in a major way in a moment's notice. Because once we know someone needs help, we turn into mama bears who will go to extreme lengths to care for you or your kid. And that's what's gonna happen here with this podcast and with these conversations. So here's what you can expect. We're gonna have fun because you know that that is one of my core values, but we're also gonna talk about real things. All the topics that would come up in a conversation with friends will bring different perspectives and include experts in the mix to help us navigate all the nuances and complexities of life. We'll talk about current events and faith and which mascara we like the best and how to thrive in our relationships and motherhood. So it's gonna be a bit of a wild ride. But to start today, we're gonna chat about our lives and backgrounds so that we can all get to know each other a little better. So let me introduce you to my friends and co-hosts, Janella Thaxton, Leanna Tankersley, Chloe Haney, and Matt Mars. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hello. This is going to be really fun, but I feel like I just need to put it out there that there is a high probability that at some point during this season, I will either cry or pass out from laughter. (laughs) So just like laying the foundation. I wouldn't expect anything different. (laughs) I hope it's passing out from laughter. (laughs) Me too. Nothing else. (laughs) Okay. I want to start with a story that was in the news this week that Chloe shared with us that is kind of a high achieving mom. And so I'm going to read you an excerpt that I pulled from the article that Chloe found. So this is what it says. One Colorado woman saved a person's life and passed her nursing exam all while in labor with her baby boy. Meredith Bates was in preterm labor in the maternity ward at Children's Hospital in Colorado Springs the same day as her nursing exam. After hours of contractions, her doctor suggested that she leave and take the exam since they weren't expecting the baby for a while. And he thought that it would ease some stress. So Meredith stops at a Starbucks to study. And that's when things got even crazier because she encountered a woman who was having a heart attack inside. So she jumped to her rescue because she was the only person around with the knowledge to help. She saved the woman's life, took her nursing exam, and after giving birth to her baby, found out that she passed the exam. (laughs) Overachiever. When she was interviewed later, she says, when I think of the whole experience, I don't feel like I did anything incredible. For Starbucks, someone at Starbucks, someone needed help. And of course I wanted help. And just to top it all off, her sister Jess made a TikTok of the whole experience <laughs> that went viral with over 1 million views. Wow. Total overachiever. Oh my gosh. I suck. <laughs> I was thinking last night, I'm like, what am I an overachiever at? And I, my list is very short, you guys. I was like, um, I am not good at keeping my bathrooms clean. I regularly have to wear bikini bottoms for underwear because I can't keep up with laundry, but I'm really good at meal planning and making yummy dinners every night. What about you? What are you like a high achiever at? 
Um, I will say this, this may make me, I don't know, weird, but weird is good on the show. I actually love cleaning bathrooms. What? Can you please come to my house? <laughs> and I love doing laundry. The one thing I don't like is vacuuming. I think there are certain house chores that we love and certain ones that we hate. Oh, I am obsessed with vacuuming. Me too. It's oh, like you get the lines. It's like immediate gratification. I don't know what it is. My daughter has the rumba. Oh, Roomba. Yeah. Roomba. <laughs> 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 the Roomba. And it's, it like cleans her. And I'm like, I want one of those. Um, let's see. I mean, if it, it's just going to be TMI of what I'm over. Well, we might as well just go there because. <laughs> um, I would say, Oh, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I mean, can I go there? Oh my sure. God. Do it. Do it. Yeah, you have to just, now. We're going to hear this. My sex life with my husband. So, you are an overachiever in your sex I life. I mean, I could teach a class on it. You totally could. Yeah. You guys, all have my sex friends like come to me and ask questions about it every night. Um, almost <laughs> crazy, right? But yeah, I'm an overachiever what? there. Mm-hmm. What? That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> what? That should be a sound what a bite. Great thing to be an overachiever at. <laughs> that Nella. Needs to be I think we do need you to teach a class. <laughs> that needs to be a sound bite. Um. We should do a whole podcast about- oh, We should. You can give us all tips. Which is also why it's a popular workshop at MomCon, yeah. which means moms really want to know. They just don't <laughs> want to know. But I'm like, but you just busted out this workshop. So you obviously want to know. <laughs> um, yep. uh, let's see. So that's my overachieving. Yeah, But it's super intentional. Overachieving. And my husband is thrilled about that part of, of the I goal bet. in my life. Um, <laughs> underachieve is probably vacuuming. I mean, I'll walk into a room and I'm like, why is it so dusty in here? Oh, because you haven't vacuumed. But I, the bathrooms are spotless. <laughs> I would take spotless bathrooms over. <laughs> there's something and about sitting on a good mood at your house. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's something about sitting on a clean toilet. Ricky could care less about the floors. I mean, <laughs> good. Right. We have since the kids moved out, which we've been empty nesters for several years now. Um, we have separate bathrooms because now you can because. I use the kid's bathroom and on occasion I go in his bathroom and I'm like, what, what is it? I mean, I feel like I'm going to catch something while I'm in. (laughs) It's just like a bomb went off or something. So he knows I'm going to clean it. But yes, I would say my dirty floors. Yeah. Chloe. Clean bathroom. Um, Janella, as long as you're not, you know, having sex on those floors, I think that's fine for you. <laughs> I, I I feel like I have to be obsessed with vacuuming because we have a very hairy dog and cat. Um, if I don't vacuum every day, our floor is just covered in hair. Wait, 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 wait. You're vacuuming every, every day. day? Yeah. Well, we have this Dyson cordless vacuum. I'm obsessed with it. It has different attachments. Liana, you're nodding your head yes. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) What I think is true, though, about vacuuming and many chores, if you have a thing you like to use, you're more like invested in doing the chores. Mm -hmm. So I have a Dyson and it's cordless, but it still doesn't make me want to clean my floor. Oh, okay. (laughs) And and my toddler loves doing it with me, too. You can take off the long pole thing. And so he's like, great. He'll clean up his own mess. It's awesome. Very cute. (laughs) But, you know, something, you know, not not great right now in this moment, laundry. There's just a lot of poop all over everything, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Daily blowouts, especially during these meetings. I was talking with Matt the other day. Karina peed all over everything. Mm. <laughs> so every one of my bathroom sinks right now in our house has um, an article of clothing with poop on it. So. Soaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been really going through that OxyClean this year. So 
Because she has the cutest wardrobe. Do not ruin her clothes. <laughs> she does. Oh. Um, really great at, at, at cooking, I would say, especially now that we're all working from home. Um, I will never step foot in a grocery store anymore. I've learned this grocery pickup is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. I'll just scroll on my phone at night after work and meal plan, go on the Tasty app, figure out what I want to make and set grocery pickup for the next day. It's so awesome. I agree. I haven't been in a grocery store in such a long time and not because I don't want to go to the store, but it's just so convenient. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Especially with a baby. Before I started doing, the last time I went in, I took Karina with me. She started crying. I was like, I need to nurse her somewhere. Tried to find a bench by the bathroom. There was a huge line. <laughs> so I just went to the the crafty area. It was around Christmas time. Because <laughs> I was like, there won't on be- the, the there, floor. No, I just stood there. Because I'm like, there won't be very many men in this area. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> I just stood there in the middle of the aisle and nursed her. That's oh, hilarious. So good. <laughs> Leanna, what about you? How are you an overachiever? Oh my gosh. I am an overachiever at allowing screen time. Does that count? <laughs> allowing it. <laughs> You're very generous in <laughs> uh, 10. Exactly. 10. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm an overachiever at having unrealistically high expectations. Mm. I mean, I'm an overachiever at things that are not helpful, actually. I have expectations of how the house is going to be and how things are going to, the chore charts. And I don't know, you guys. It's a bit of a hot mess over here. My van is like, yeah, it's non-hygienic. Like you are going to get something in there. My floors, all that. But no, I am an overachiever at words of affirmation and um, like snuggling my kids. I am literally obsessed with them. So I just, I'm an overachiever at showering them with you are so delicious. I love your biscuits. Get over here. You know, that kind of stuff that like makes them mortified since I have two 12 year olds and a nine year old, but what? I'm an overachiever. I, that I kind mean, of thing. what better things to be an oh overachiever at? Oh so good. But that doesn't get the floors clean, you guys. I mean, it really <laughs> We have priorities. Those floors. And... <laughs> do you do all of that with your 12 year olds in front of their friends and school teachers? And, and oh, you, no. you have a third, I, I know. To, but there's times where you're like, <laughs> You know, it's hard to just rein that in. That's so funny. They are delicious, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever watched Goldberg's? Yes, mm-hmm. I love that show. And the nope. mom is called a smother. Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of vibes it's, you're giving me, Leanna. <laughs> that's Leanna. She's a smother. A total smother. And I'm actually unapologetic She's about like, it. I'm proud of it. I need yeah, t- I like need I'm a not t-shirt. good at chores, but I'm good at smothering. That's, I feel that's like great. our kids secretly love it too. Even mm-hmm. though they complain, they secretly love it. Mm-hmm. And they'll definitely appreciate it later in life. Yes, yeah. for sure. You know what? I did have someone tell me recently, like that organization in a home is great and all of that. But the thing that your kids really need from you is for mm-hmm. them to know that you love them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, duh, but it's, it is important. And I can get lost a little bit in like, oh my gosh, things are not getting done, but what's important, right? What's important? Exactly. That's right. Exactly. That smothering is getting done though. That's right. <laughs> that is the best word I've ever heard. Oh okay, gosh. guys, one of the things that we are going to do regularly on the podcast is a segment called Loving Lately, where we talk about all the things we're loving right now. And it might be something deep and meaningful, like a favorite quote from a theologian, or it might be our favorite brand of lip gloss. Um, so... Is there anything in particular you guys are 
loving lately? So there, there's a lot of things, but a couple things right now, something that's new and I'm so excited to try because I'm obsessed with it. Uh, I haven't been wearing makeup lately because of pandemic stuff, but when I do, or when I'm really tired, need to cover up those circles. I'm obsessed with shape tape. If you guys have heard of that. What is this what thing is that? that you- Oh it's, yeah. It's this amazing, amazing concealer. Um, people are obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it. The one problem is that it creases because it's a little thick, you know, after, after a day's work, it, it lasts all day. Do though. you have it on right now? I do. Your skin looks amazing, by the way. People <laughs> can't wow. see it, but it does. But now you guys get this. They have a new line of shape tape and it's called Ultra Creamy. And it is supposed to not crease for 12 to 24 hours. What? Wow. Do they have it in Magic. women of color colors? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, I, yeah. So I wear it. So, But darker, you know, for me. Uh-huh, you uh-huh. have a... Very beautiful caramel. Tone. Yes, yes, and I think they actually might have come under fire for not having as many colors. And I think they got because that normally that. happens. That's yep. why I ask. It takes yep. me forever to find makeup for my skin tone. Yes, so it's amazing. Ulta sells it. Okay, I don't think they have the ultra creamy yet because I looked it up. So <laughs> I ultra order, creamy. I need to order it online, <laughs> and I will report back to you guys. Okay, what's the name of it again? Shape tape. It's Shape Tart. Tape. Tart is the brand. Wow. Ooh, Tart is cult bomb. following. It has a Tart. cult following, big yeah. time. And Tarte is a fantastic brand. Mm, yeah. I thought it was going to be something below the neck shape tape. I know that does <laughs> feel I'm like what? <laughs> is it on your right oh, thigh or your left? I want to know. <laughs> Hold your boobs in place. Yeah. <laughs> shape tape. Okay, got it. Um, another thing, I made this last night. Mandy, you'll appreciate this because it's dinner related. This chicken teriyaki recipe that I found on TikTok and it's my go-to meal now. I'm obsessed with it. It's so, so easy. You just take chicken tenders and whatever veggies you want. You know, I usually do from the, the TikTok recipe that she does broccoli, snap peas, bell peppers, and carrots. And you just chop those up, mix them in a bowl with olive oil and salt and pepper, put the chicken in a bag with some chicken tenders with some uh, teriyaki sauce. I use the liquid amino, so it's a little bit healthier <laughs> since we eat it all the time. Uh, some garlic and onion powder and salt and pepper. And then you just put that all in one pan, throw it in the oven at 425 for 20 minutes. And it's amazing. And you can cook it with like a rice if you want. I just did like rice in the Instant Pot or a noodle. Oh, it sounds so good. Mm-hmm. So, so good. good. So easy to make. And I'm a big fan of liquid aminos. I like them better mm-hmm. than soy sauce. Yeah. I saw it the other day I on TikTok too. Flavorful. Mm-hmm. So, someone, mm-hmm. someone overdosed on on soy sauce. I don't what know if that's real <laughs> because of, of so much sodium. Oh no, <laughs> that's not good. I don't think we should be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but just the, the thought that that's possible. Would, so I feel like that would require a lot of soy that? sauce. Yeah, Are they sipping happened? it like a cocktail? What, like what? Is it in How her is water bottle? What I don't know. I need to do more research on this. Yeah, Chloe, because it also could not be a real story. Please do research. <laughs> Can you imagine how swollen your fingers would oh, get? Oh, You like had that mm-hmm. much soy sauce? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leanna, what are you loving lately? Okay. So <laughs> we do a uh, consistent movie night. I do a consistent movie night with the kids. So on Friday, the kids were like, I said, okay, what do we want to watch? And in my heart, I desperately wanted to introduce them to the movie Hoosiers. Are you guys familiar with Hoosiers? Classic, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, like a classic, mm-hmm. right? So of course, what do they want to watch? They want to watch Raya and the Last Dragon because it just came out on Disney+. Plus. So I said, okay, guys, um, 
let's watch both the trailers and then we'll decide, which was an epic failure, right? Because the trailer for Hoosiers, you guys, in my mind, this thing was like (laughs) so incredibly produced, you know, and like brilliant, brilliant music. And anyway, the the trailer is like grainy. The sound doesn't Mm -hmm. even match up with people talking. It's like, (laughs) but it's like, this is like, I don't know, just the most moving movie. And the kids are looking at me like, what? in the crap. Are you even like, what is this mom? And then the, the, the um, like byline says, um, you know, foul language, alcohol abuse, um, <laughs> violence. And they're like, what are you showing us? Then we watch the trailer for Raya. The graphics are so gorgeous. Have mm-hmm. you guys seen this movie? No, not yet. I, I, I saw seen the, the trailer. trailer. It is mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's like three-dimensional coming into my living room. It's not even three-dimensional. The graphics are so good. So I'm like trying to, I'm like, so you guys totally want to watch Hoosiers, right? You guys want to watch Hoosiers. Anyway, they, we watched Raya because they, <laughs> anyway, it was like not a comparison. But last night, the kids were like, mom, we feel bad. We'll watch Hoosiers with you. <laughs> so all that to say, it was so good. They loved it. By the end, we're all jumping around the living room, going crazy and um, so I am loving lately, like bringing back a little bit of the classics mm-hmm. into the household, you know, mm-hmm. and not just always the most recent, slickest, three-dimensional thing. Definitely. I love the that. End. Have you guys ever like thought of a movie from your childhood and then you show it to your kids and it, you're like sweating through it because like it's Greece. so much naughtier. Yes. That's exa- <laughs> or Dirty Dancing. It. I'm like, okay, girls are in elementary school. I'm like, let's watch Dirty Dancing. It's like this fun, cute, like <laughs> dance movie. And then I'm watching it. I'm like sweating through my clothes because um, I forgot. That yes. I didn't realize that there were some things in here that maybe. I remember I showing them in Greece. Mm-hmm. That's Christmas a good one too. Yes. Yes. Actually, we got to turn this off. This is not appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) With Greece, I remember the song, the science scene, reproduction, reproduction. And Devonay is like, mom, what is that? And I'm like, oh boy, just, I just want, I just want you to listen to the songs. I want you to watch the dancing. Please don't watch anything else. (laughs) So yeah, but speaking of classics, um, Leanna, we've been watching Star Wars, like all of the episodes in our house, Rick and I. We're huge sci-fi buffs, so we've been watching all of those. And then um, what I'm loving lately is Topo Chico. Yes. Mm. You know how much I love- Sparkling water. How much I love carbonated water, because I don't drink soda, so I love that like sparkle. But I realized yesterday how much I love it. I drank four. In one day, which, you know, like I feel okay because it's not for Coca-Cola's. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But then also I realized later in the day, I'm like, why am I so thirsty? It doesn't really (laughs) quench your thirst. (laughs) So I need to drink actual water with no bubbles in it. Just boring, plain water. Um, But Topo Chico. And I recently learned how to pronounce it. So now I say it all the time. I wasn't saying Topo Chico before. What were you saying? I don't. Something crazy. Like Topo Chico. Like I was trying to make it sound more fancy than it really is. But I love it. Topo Chico. That's awesome. Okay. I have two things. One is wash, washing my face with oil. Have you, mm. Are you guys? Oh, I've heard almost this. every yes. night. Coconut I've oil. been doing this for about 10 years, mm-hmm. but I just, I love it so love much. It. So I just put oil on my face. and what then kind I take, of oil? Um, so I get it from this company out of Canada. It's a little 
bougie. You made a face that yeah. it was going to be something. I didn't really want to say what it was because I feel like people will judge me. <laughs> well, that's going to happen anyway. <laughs> so it's this company out of Canada called Living Libations and it's sea buckthorn oil. But I just put some in my it's hand. Say, say that slower. Sea buckthorn. Sea buckthorn. Sea, oh, so one. like this ocean mm-hmm. sea and then buckthorn. Okay. And okay. it's like this orangish yellow oil. And mm-hmm. so I just put some on my face and then I get a washcloth and I wet it with mm-hmm. warm water. And I just, it takes off all my makeup yes. in one fell swoop. And my skin feels amazing. And I just think it's the best thing ever. That's so. what I do with coconut oil. You every do? night. I use coconut oil for everything. My hair, but mm-hmm. but on my face, I take it off. Yeah, I love my it. makeup. So mm-hmm. good. But my I might need to get your Topo Chico oil. <laughs> Your buckhorn. What did you call it? Sea sea buckhorn. Sea buckhorn. buckthorn. Oh, buckthorn. Buckthorn. Okay. Does it take off your mascara? It, it does. It, it like takes melancy. everything. Oh yeah, Ooh. it's great, Ugh. and it's all natural. And I, I'm well, just a big and fan. You know, my birthday's coming up, so <laughs> you guys. So. <laughs> On oh, February 22nd, mm. I'm like, it's Jay's birthday. So we have to celebrate. So I come to the office and like have a gift this for her. I'm like, I love happy birthday. And it turns out her birthday is actually on March 22nd. Yeah. So, so, so Matt's like, yeah, so you already got a gift. I'm like, it wasn't my fault. She got my birthday mixed up. It just means I'll get another gift on my actual birthday. And I'll be getting the sea buckhorn Topo Chico oil for my face. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Second thing that I have to just mention, and it's um, another thing that I'll probably get judged for, but if you can (laughs) overlook some of the underlying sub themes that are maybe not in alignment with who we are as people of faith, the TV show, Ted Lasso is why do I keep hearing incredible? About he's like this underdog who you just want to root for. And he's like positive and enthusiastic and goes over to the UK. He's a football coach here in the U S and then he gets hired as um, a soccer, a football coach in the UK. And he turns the team around and it's just heartwarming. We watched it over break a couple of weeks ago and my whole family loved it. So why would you get judged? I mean, there's what some rated, sex Mandy? in there. There's some oh, language. There's some themes that if you're, if that makes you uncomfortable, that you I'm might not want to watch I keep it. Keep hearing about it. Yeah, it's super hard. Have you heard about it, Chloe? I haven't. Is it on Netflix? It's or? on Apple TV. Okay. Mm. okay, yeah, really good. Matt, we need you to weigh in here. Ted what Lasso. Are, yeah, what are you loving lately? <laughs> um. So something about it's actually about my daughter. She is five years old and she's hilarious. She is such a physical child. Like she craves that physical touch. And so um, now that we're kind of starting to come back into the office a little bit more, I'm not just always home. And so you, you always hear about those pictures. Like you come home and the kids like swarm you. She comes home and she's like, dad, I know it's dinner time. But is there time to go up in my room and do WWE? (laughs) She wants to throw down the moment I get home. And so I'm like, sweetie, um, no, but after dinner, it's on. Like we're doing this thing. (laughs) And so like she's got a little, I would equate it to a disco ball in her room. So she, she like (laughs) preps it. Like I'm like, sweetie, I'll be up there in a few minutes. She's like, got it, dad. And so she goes upstairs 
sets this disco ball, turns off the lights. So there's like stars <laughs> over all the walls. Swaying. It's a show for her. Absolutely. And then basically she, we have like a little Alexa thing so she can like play music whenever she wants. And so she's like super into like this Disney sing-along thing called Zombies, which is basically like high school musical. Um, and so she plays like a theme song, like that sounds like a wrestle song. So and I mean, we're talking like, we got to commit at least an hour to this. Wow. Like she, she's in it. She's wow. in it. That's really, really darling. That's beautiful that daddy darling. daughter time I too. I love Seriously. that. Do you have like a um, outfit that you wear, Matt? Oh, it's, that's not, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe, a, maybe a tank top for sure. Uh, a, like a singlet? Do you have a singlet? Yeah, no, we should get I, him one. You know, I, I definitely have to like put on some kind of form of athletic wear because by the end of it, we're both sweating. So <laughs> I do put on like a dry fit shirt or something. Dry fit. I feel I like mean, it needs to be a lame, like a gold lame, like a shiny yes. material. I mean, my birthday's coming up too. Okay. So. <laughs> Mandy's going to be Done. real busy. Done. <laughs> All right, Chloe, you did a really funny poll on social media recently called Tell Us You're a Mom Without Telling Us You're a Mom. Will you share about that and some of the answers we got? Yeah, so we got some great classic responses. Uh, Christy, she said, I get undressed at night and goldfish fall out. Um <laughs> Totally relatable, but also I feel like this was me before kids even. We <laughs> so, love goldfish. Yeah. I, I will literally go through an entire Costco <laughs> box of goldfish in a week easily by myself. Uh, also trail mix. So it's funny. Um, I feel like, you know, same thing with car seats. You know, you're taking your kid out of the car and there is just Cheerios, goldfish, everything, everywhere, hamburgers. I don't know. Uh, Stephanie said, I have a bin hidden in my bedroom closet filled with my favorite junk food. Um, have you guys ever done this? I feel like this is very relatable. I love that it's in her closet and not in the pantry in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, like well, she keeps her snacks in her private area. Because otherwise the kids are going to find it. That's right. Those kids but, are resourceful. They will hunt it but down. You would think it would be like third, third I, uh, shelf, but she like puts it in her room. Good for her. Uh, yeah. And Sarah said, uh, there's something in my bath water and it isn't a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> oh, from a kid? <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, yeah. Not from her. <laughs> That's a good one. So, uh, we have yet to experience the bath poop uh, at my house. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll never forget that day. Did that happen? Did your kids oh, do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Her face would just contort. And I was like, please tell me you're not. Just her face I would mean, make the, the face. I mean, the bath is very relaxing. How I can mean, you? We all you know, know the face. We make the face. But I'm like, Dev, please, babe. And then she would just go back to like playing with her toys. And I'm like, yep. And they would just float up to the top. <laughs> Whoop, plop up. Oh. So, yep. Look at that. And then I always felt like I had to like clean, get her out, clean the tub, refill it, put her back in. Can't be taking a bath with floaty poop. <laughs> That's exactly what Kristen no, does. does. She, she that that you is gotta her. dump the tub. She's 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 draining. I was like, sweetie, that was all the hot water we had left. And she's like, don't care. Germs. She Germs. wants me to bleach it. it gotta needs, clean it. Gotta yeah. start over. That's Kristen. <laughs> uh Libby said the quality of Paw Patrol really fell off after the third season, but Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is solid all the way through. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's a good one. Do you guys have any? Hmm. 
I can't think of any. Currently in my life, you know, I mean, I already said, you know, you know, your mom, when tell us your mom without telling your mom, uh, the fact that there's, you know, poop stained clothes <laughs> in every one of my sinks. <laughs> On your sinks, yeah. Uh, uh, how about, I would love for you to stand next to me, but you cannot lick my arm. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'm not available in that way. Totally. I'm available in a lot of ways, but not that way. <laughs> All right, so so one of the messages that we got on uh, things that you know your mom, tell us your mom without telling us your mom. Uh, I thought this really wrapped it, everything up really nicely. She said, Emily said, these are hilarious. Embrace these messy, disgusting, and questionable moments. Before you know it, the chaos will end and the house will too be too clean. Mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Not a bad thing though. <laughs> Course, you are I'm, a very happy of course, empty I'm nester. 10 years in the empty net. The first year was was sad. And then second year. I know you also say that now you walk around the house naked a lot. I don't as much as my husband does. And it startles me because I'll come downstairs <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, I hope our neighbors go. Do you want me to close the blinds? Do you want me to leave the blinds <laughs> open? <laughs> He's oh like, what? You know how many years I've been waiting to do this? He's living it up. He is. He's enjoying it. Mm-hmm. All right. So today... We're talking about becoming moms and motherhood, but becoming is so much more than the moment that a child's placed in our arms. So we all know this. And becoming a mom is about the process of how you become more you through this journey of motherhood. And our stories are all so different and nuanced. And so we thought we'd take a little bit of time and just share our stories. And so Jay, if you want to start and tell us about how you became a mom and a stepmom. Yeah. So I was military bound. I was an ROTC kid and I loved everything about the Marines, Semper Fi. I was going to go into the Marines. I was really, um, I mean, I'd gone to boot camp and everything and came home, um, was dating a guy for a year. My mom, so I blame her that I got pregnant. Um, she bought me a bus ticket to go and visit my boyfriend. So I go and visit him. That wasn't the right place to put the quotes because he was my boyfriend. <laughs> you know, when people air, air quote and you put it in the wrong place. I'm like, that wasn't the right place to put that. Um, and went to visit him and was had he's been my boy was my boyfriend for a year. So, you know, I was really timid about having sex and and you know, my plan was was to wait, um, really honestly to until I got married. And and we had sex and I got pregnant. And I was like, that's impossible with a condom my first time. And my sister and my mom, my sister kept saying, you're pregnant. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. Became pregnant and knew that, you know, I, I was frightened with my health. I have a heart murmur even today. And the doctor um, expressed his concern about that. But I was like, well, I mean, I'm going to have her. There's I mean, it was, of course, scary. And, you know, just to think what that would look like for my life, had to tell my grandfather, who, again, was so um, present and just was my dad. My biological father wasn't in my life. And I had to tell him. I think I was more frightened to tell him than I was my mom mm-hmm. um, because I saw my future. I was like, I'm I'm going to be a lifer. I'm going to retire. And got pregnant. And I remember the first time looking down at her face and going, really, this was all about you. You know, like you're the reason that this is happening. And she, of course, changed my life. And then a year later, I met now my husband, Ricky, um, her her father. He, uh, of course, adopted her. And she, you know, has just been the light of my life. But 
it wasn't planned. Of course, it was completely out of nowhere and it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. I do, of course, look back on those times of like, gosh, if I just wouldn't have done this or wouldn't have done that. Um, but I don't know how I couldn't have to not have her, you know, and to not have her in my life. And then meeting my husband, he had two young boys who were nine and two when we met. Um, and they almost overnight just became my my boys as well. Um, he was um, a year, a year and a half away from um, his divorce and, you know, was looking for a lady. And of course I blew his mind and, you know, became his woman. Obviously. Uh, duh. And uh, he had two kids and I was like, how am I going to do that? You know, I'm barely a mom and becoming a stepmom. And, you know, that was tricky um, with their mother and, you know, just his past and, you know, still being so young myself. Um, how old were you when you became a stepmom? Well, I was 19 when I had my first, when I had Devin A and 21 when I became a stepmom. Stepmom. And they, of course, in addition to Devin A, changed my life and just the sweetest kids. And um, I really think it just grew me up. I was always a mature kid, a mature teenager um, because of my childhood. And we'll get into that later. It was a, it was, a lot of traumatic times for me, but so I was already mature, but having them come into my life, I, you know, I felt like I was already a mother helping mother, some of my nieces and nephews. Um, and it was, we just started our family. I mean, so blended families, mixed families, I'm, I'm your girl. And I know that it can happen and that it could be beautiful and successful. Not, not easy, but beautiful. So that's how I became Thanks, a, a mama and a Such stepmama. a good mom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Chloe, you recently had a baby during a pandemic. Yes. Tell uh, us about how that was different, maybe from your first birth experience. Definitely thankful that she was my second baby because I don't know how I would have done that if she was my first. Um, you know, I, I, I do have some friends who had their first baby this year and, and the end of last year. And that's just so tough with your husband not being able to go to any appointments, um, you know, and then Adam, my husband got to go to the very first appointment. And then after that, couldn't go to any, um, the gender reveal, you know, we had to do over zoom with just our close family members and, um, very different from our first gender reveal party. Uh, that was a wild one. <laughs> I'll say the, uh, <laughs> the most I've ever seen my husband drink was that party. <laughs> we, we both he was celebrating. He really was. We both really wanted boy, a boy. We oh. got a boy and he was definitely overly excited. Uh, I'll say that I ended the night at, um, I think maybe 8 PM cleaning puke out of our closet Oh no! <laughs> with my mom there. <laughs> Someone showed up at our house at 9 PM and they're like, uh, all the lights are off. Are you guys Oh, wow. oh my goodness. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was just a very different experience. Um, and then obviously during labor, uh, just wearing a mask during labor, um, mm. really thankful. Again, that was my second child because she came out a lot easier than the first. Um, so I couldn't imagine going through that first long process wearing a mask the entire time. And with my first, uh, I needed an oxygen mask. And so I was like to the point where when I was telling my mom how I'd have to wear a mask, I'm like, maybe I can just ask for an oxygen mask instead of a mask. And she's like, that's so sad that you literally hope that you would rather have something that's medically necessary. 
yeah, than yeah. have to wear a mask through that. But, wow. um, you know, we did it and um, we had my son, you know, we did a FaceTime. So that was his first time meeting her because he wasn't allowed in the hospital either. Um, it was only one guest and um, my husband and we tried recording it, but I didn't realize at the time that when you record FaceTimes, it doesn't do that, pick up the audio. So we totally missed that. But uh, it was a really cute meeting over FaceTime. And then, um, you know, it, it gave us some some time, I guess, without him, my son there to, you know, just have more bonding time and kind of prepare for everything that's to come. So, yeah. <laughs> and Leanna... You recently, over the past couple of years, have gone through a, tra- a transition in your mothering. Share with us yes. about that. Yeah. So um, I became a mom for the first time to twins, which is for all the multiple moms out there. You guys know it's a incredible experience and magic, still is magic. And then I had um, our third child actually in the Middle East, which was his own crazy experience, um, but also magical. And then uh, when the twins were eight and um, our youngest was five, I went through a divorce that was unexpected and um, just the very thing that I would have done anything to protect my children from as a mother, as a child who went through that myself when I was nine, Mm -hmm. just the thing that I was hoping my kids would never have to experience. And so my last uh, few years of motherhood, single mothering, um, single parenting has been both the hardest thing I've really ever gone through and trying to walk my kids well through their own emotions while you're trying to process your own emotions. Um, Yeah, it's been one of the hardest things I've gone through. But I would also say that And maybe this is true in all of our stories and every mothering story that sometimes the hardest things you go through reveal Mm -hmm. things about you that would have never been revealed otherwise. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. And so I I think that um, this most recent season of mothering for me has been overwhelming. The the dailiness of keeping the house going and keeping the kids going and keeping myself going um, just never ceases to be overwhelming. But it also has put me in a right relationship with my support system and uh, with needing my community of friends, both close and far, it's put me in the right relationship with God. Like I am actually not capable of what's required in a day by myself. And then I think also it's it's healed my relationship with myself in a way as a mother, like um, you're never gonna be perfect. There's not enough time. There's not enough uh, capacity. There's not enough energy to be perfect, but um like we were talking about before, you can you can shower your kids with love and um, and you're stronger than you think you are. I think that's maybe the thing I've learned as much as anything is like, I am the person I've been waiting for. And mm. I've, I've been able to step up and do this. Again, not perfectly, not in a way that I would want like a camera crew to come in here and photograph, but in a way that I feel like, um, yeah, I've, I've been the person I've been waiting for. And that, that feels great, you know? Um, so yeah, that's my becoming mothering story as of this moment. And it's filled with uh, intensity and also a lot of great joy. So good, Leanna. And I think it's fascinating. I've recognized this in my own mothering journey that 
over my 19 years as a mom, I've become a different mom during every season. Mm -hmm. And I've been a stay-at-home mom. And then I had to learn how to become a working full-time outside of the home mom. Mm -hmm. And then recently I've learned how to become a mom to a kid who's leaving for college. And I feel like it's just this continual process Mm -hmm. of becoming, and we never arrive. Like you mentioned, Leanna, we never arrive. Mm -hmm. There's never that moment Mm -hmm. where you're like, okay, done, check it off the list. It's like, I got this. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. always a different version. Mm -hmm. And that's how we grow and learn. Mm -hmm. And I love me as a mom now so much more than I do when I first had kids because I Mm -hmm. was uncertain and I wanted to do all the right things and control everything. And And that that defined you. Yes, exactly. And um, I think I've learned to enjoy it more mm -hmm. now too. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. you're right that it doesn't, it just continues. I mean, even being a mother of adult kids now and, you know, we're grandparents. I mean, it just continues to change. Yeah. And I've heard that's a whole new thing too, mm-hmm. right? When, when your kids start having kids and yeah. how huh. to be a grandma in that scenario yeah. and mother your own kids. Right. So I, I don't know about it, you guys. It, oh, it shows, sorry, Mandy. Oh, it just go. shows too, I think that like as we grow more comfortable in our skin as a woman, mm-hmm. it helps us grow more comfortable in our mothering skin. That it's mm-hmm. often about like coming home to ourselves, right? And like, just like making peace with who we are yeah. and that that helps us to make peace with who we are and who we're becoming as a mother. Yeah, It, it kind of comes back to that, like our own sense of self. And I think it's holistic as a woman, right? And so not just mom, but Janella as a woman, Janella as a mm-hmm. daughter and a friend and a wife and you know, it's a, it's, it's, there's a, a wholeness to it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but for me, um, when I first had kids, I really struggled with what my purpose was and how mothering would impact my purpose in the world mm-hmm. using air quotes. And I hear a lot of young moms talking about that. Like they feel untethered because they're not quite sure what that thing is they're supposed to do in the world. And I, I feel like from my mothering experience, what I've learned is that we're meant to do a lot of different things and Mm -hmm. each season of our life has different purpose. Mm -hmm. And so instead of trying to figure out what we're supposed to do or what we're supposed to be, we can just start living with purpose in whatever is in front of us today. And we don't have to wait or try and figure something out. It's like whatever is in charge of in front of us today, that's our purpose. And we can enjoy it and thrive and not feel like there's something bigger or different that we need to do. And I think that for me has been part of my becoming process of just recognizing like this season I'm in is good and I don't have to wish for something different. I I think you just helped a ton of moms just kind of remove a lot of burden on them right now that they, they're already thinking about who they're going to be as a mother to their child in a year or five years or tomorrow. And it's just too much pressure. So much Mm -hmm. pressure. So much mm-hmm. pressure. I have a spiritual director um, and she says, surrender to what is. It's so simple, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, okay, that sounds fun. Like, that surrender whole, to the it mess. Is what surrender it is, to right? The, yeah. Right. Like surrender to your questions, yeah. surrender to the chaos, surrender to the unknown. But it's actually mm-hmm. like, it's what you're saying, Mandy. It helps us mm-hmm. just like be in our own living rooms and be where we are and be where God has us for today. Just surrender yeah. to what is instead of trying to push it all forward and make it something it isn't mm-hmm. right now. Just what's in front of you. Be and, there. And how scriptural is that, right? That we're not even promised tomorrow. 
Mm. You know, the Bible says to let tomorrow worry about itself. So good. It's good. Leanna, um, one thing that I've heard you talk about before, and this has really helped me, especially in the becoming process, because I don't like to be a beginner and I don't like to be bad at things. I want to be good at it. I want to be like a professional from the first time I try it. I don't want to like have the learning curve. Mm -hmm. And so will you just share about how becoming- Also an overachiever. Right, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Would you talk about getting comfortable being a beginner? Yeah. Well, you know, I think our culture automatically- uh, gives us kudos for being experts. And so we're just surrounded by messages that say being a beginner is the same thing as being a failure. And I think that's the message that is so painful and so difficult to overcome. Like being a beginner is just being in a beginner. It's not being a failure. It's learning. I remember when the twins were born and I was a first time mom to twins, you know, and I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed by love. I was overwhelmed with fear. I was overwhelmed with wanting to be perfect. And I just read this very simple sentence from the monk, St. Benedict. I always share this because it's been so meaningful to me. And it's just four words. Always we begin again. And it's just what we were talking about a minute ago where it's like, we want to plan the whole trajectory of everything. And if we can plan it, then we could do it perfectly. And his invitation was like, you just have to keep beginning again because that's what life is. Like, I don't know what's going to happen this afternoon when my kids walk in the door. I don't know who my kids are going to be exactly in a year and how I'm going to need to respond to those, those new uh, elements of them that, that emerge. And so um, I just, that has helped me remember that being a beginner is, is to normalize it to normalize it. And we haven't lived this day before. We haven't lived this moment. We haven't been with these kids in this day and these circumstances Mm -hmm. before. And so the other thing about the word begin that I love is it means to open up, to open or to open up. That's the etymology of the word. So I think about how many times, especially when I'm trying to be perfect or putting too high of expectations on myself, it causes me to clamp down. Life feels so tight, right? But when we can think about, okay, if I can just open up and step into the next new moment and allow myself to do that imperfectly, it would change everything in my living room right now. Mm -hmm. And so I have to practice being a beginner. It doesn't come to me naturally. I don't like it. It feels uncomfortable to me. And to remind myself that, that beginning is not failing. Beginning is opening to the next step that God has for us or uh, that we have to take for ourselves and our own growth and our own becoming. That phrase, Mm. always we begin again. So good. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Is there a way we can do that too without, and it not being a bad thing, but going into something new and just having an expectation to fail, mm. you know, and so that you're not so disappointed. Resetting yeah, expectations right? is huge. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Just normalize that this is part of the, it's like a kid riding a bike, right? Like yeah. you're just not going to slam your kid for falling over when right. they're learning to ride the bike. You're going right. to applaud their efforts, right? And the mm-hmm. things that they are starting to understand and get, why can't we ex- extend that same kind of grace and understanding mm-hmm. to ourselves? It's mm-hmm. very hard. Yeah. You know, it's very hard. Yeah. I am um, um, right at the beginning of the pandemic, I was training for 5k and and ran it last year. And so I'm trying to get back into running and I haven't ran in so long. I walk consistently in the mornings, but I haven't run. And so the other day I ran and I told myself, you know, you know, I wasn't like, Janella, you're going to suck at this. But of course in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's going to be rough. It's going to hurt. But it didn't. 
I made it through it. Maybe because I've been, I've kept up with my walking, but I ran and I was like, oh, hey, got a little stride going, you know. Um, it probably has to do with you and Ricky every night. Well, you know, <laughs> good cardio. I mean, I am, yeah. you know, pretty loose and stretched and, you know, <laughs> cardio is good. Um, but also, but I just use that example um, because I was already setting myself up, up like, oh my gosh, this is going to hurt. It's going to be rough, you know, and that can't always be good. But at the same time, like I also wasn't, I was more pleasantly surprised, right? Instead of disappointed by it. So if there's a healthy, I guess a balance, a healthy way of like, I might suck at this, but I'm doing it anyway. You know, right. I I'm just, keep going. yeah, the, doing this Devo with um, Francis Chan and, and sometimes he needs, talks about, you know, sometimes you have to know when you're going to fail at it and it's going to be bad. Just still do it. Just mm -hmm. still do it. You know? And I love that. Yeah. Kind of takes all the pressure away. I think that's an excellent point about resetting expectations, even mm -hmm. with different stages in our kids' lives, right? Mm -hmm. So someone very wise once told me like, go into the teenage years expecting that they're yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah. Because so often the narrative sure. is te teenagers are difficult and horrible and all this kind of stuff. And resetting the expectation of, no, these are going to be my favorite years mm -hmm. with my kids. Mm -hmm. And that's been very true in our lives. Yeah. So just resetting all those expectations that we kind of put around different seasons or different experiences Agreed. is so powerful. Mm -hmm. I like so that. good. The thing else, other thing with begin again that I think helps too is, and it's a, it's a reset, it's a reset button is like, we can get so entrenched in a situation where it's like, so let's say you do have these really high expectations or you have these really positive expectations around your teenagers and then you have like a bad interchange with mm. them. And all of a sudden it's like all of those messages of like, they're punks, they have terrible attitudes, their hormones are out of control. And you lock down into this perspective that's like, you've just written out, you know, who they are and how they're going right. to act. And then you're responding, you're like, oh, you know, it creates this mm -hmm. like very negative lockdown response from you and that begin again button. And I've even said it with my kids in the car before, you know, like the mornings around here are again, like don't bring a camera crew in here, you know, like we're all trying to get out the door and get to school. And then <laughs> there's the dog and the packing. I mean, you guys, it's just like, it's bonkers. And we get in the car and I'm sweating and I'm not like the best version of myself. I'm cussing under my breath, not at my kids, you know? And it's just like, Leanna, take a deep breath and begin again, you know? And sometimes I even say that to my kids. Okay, we're going to just- Start over. Begin again. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy went to crazy town. Yeah. We're going to begin again. And it's like, it's, this just helps us all to back out of like mm -hmm. these perspectives that we get so entrenched in. I think that's so yeah. important too, to model to our kids. Like, okay, we can press reset here. Totally. This isn't mm -hmm. a big deal. Mm -hmm. This isn't, this doesn't define our trajectory. It's really easy to press mm -hmm. reset yeah. and say we're beginning again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. Chloe, what would you say, maybe there's something that you believed about yourself um, before you were a mom that now maybe isn't true anymore or you believe something different? Um, I guess just, I guess just the type of mom. I know I like what you said about different seasons and, um, I guess I'm just entering a new season with my first son, you know, he's becoming more of a toddler and I'm just becoming more of a relaxed mom <laughs> than I thought I would be. Um, you know, I was really good about not letting him, you know, ever watch TV and no sweets and stuff. And you know, that first kid. That, <laughs> and now it's just, and I remember, I remember telling, you know, our membership manager, Sarah, about um, when I had to give my son his first haircut 
and during the pandemic. And she's like, oh, just throw him in front of a TV and give him a lollipop. And I'm like, oh, he doesn't watch TV and he doesn't have sweets. <laughs> and she's like, oh, he must be your first. <laughs> exactly. And so now I feel like, um, yeah, definitely anytime I need to cook dinner now with two, it's like, oh, just turn on the blippy and, um, <laughs> and watch that for an hour while I cook. Cause that's the only way. Cause my husband, he doesn't get home till, you know, eight 30 at night from work. So it's just me and the two kids and I've got to manage it somehow. <laughs> And it was good for that season when he was little and now it's good for this season. Yep, it yep. can look different and it's all oh, good. Yeah. And now and now our second's just gonna <laughs> just watch the TV just all watch TV. the time. <laughs> and I'm working from home with her, you know. And you just, call her a COVID kid, which cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Christmas ornament. It's like COVID baby. And that and that's another problem too. It's like she is with our first we were always really great about introducing him to people, letting everyone hold him that he would never cry when I'm away. And now with her, I'm like, she's literally just a pandemic baby. And so anytime <laughs> she looks at another human who's not me, she starts crying. So, because she just hasn't had the interaction. Yeah. Sweet yeah. baby. Mm-hmm. Matt, I'm curious from a dad's perspective, do you think about becoming as much as we do as moms or is this like a foreign concept? I don't know if it's foreign. The... For me, I'm always thinking about what's the next stage. So I, you know, I have a two month old now and I I, I love him to death. Like I love just holding him and he's just so little, but I get really excited about the future. And, And I don't know if that's different for moms, but I like, I'm looking forward to the stages of what that looks like because so, you know, Emery, she's five years old now and she's doing dance and hates dance. And she actually just wants to do T-ball. And I cannot wait till and the wrestling. snow. And wrestling. <laughs> like, I can't wait to go, like, when the snow stops to, like, do T-ball with her. And so, I don't know if it's, I don't really have too much of an inward perspective of how my parenting might change in those things. It's more of just, like, and I've heard moms talk about it. It's like, live through your children. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel like I'm in that stage of, I'm excited about what they're excited about. Am am I excited about throwing down for an hour in my daughter's room? I mean, with the, the disco ball for the first ten minutes, yeah. but then I'm exhausted and I want to do something. <laughs> I'm I'm tired, uh, but you know, I, I just keep doing it because I I, I see the joy through her eyes mm-hmm. and what that looks like. So. Um, probably a little bit different. I'm not really reflecting on my parenting styles. I I mean, my wife, she's um, a therapist and she specializes in early childhood development. So very much children uh, five and under, I'm like, so what are we doing? I'm not, I'm not going to try and kind of like Mandy to your point of, I don't want to be bad at something. I already know she's better at it than me. There's no, I'm not, I'm not debating that with myself. Like I know she is a lot better. She's been educated in it. And so I, for the first five years, it's like, what do I do? You let me know how, how do we handle the situation? And now that we're, now that she's five years old, um, you're like, I got it from five to 10. I kind of, I mean, (laughs) I mean, it it sounds kind of silly, but there's like, I've seen my wife, she's kind of started to get a little lost with certain circumstances. And I'm like, this is the prime. Like Like, I got this. Exactly. So it's actually been like a really neat transition Mm -hmm. just in our marriage and how we parent Mm -hmm. um, and how that's changed. Because really the first five years, it was, you let me know what I need to do. And now it's very much like, 
I got this. There, I think there's just a confidence with it. So I think that's just how I've seen it change. Yeah, until she for, starts her period. You know, <laughs> that's when I'll hand it back off I'm to my sure wife. You will not interested, and you know, our second one is a son, so that's when I'll start throwing him around. Mm-hmm. You know, and and wrestling with him while. Uh, my wife handles those those details. <laughs> my yeah, my husband has said the same thing. He's like, as soon as Karina, <laughs> she's she's all yours at that stage. And mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I will say he's kind of the same way about looking forward to the future. Um, shortly after she was born, he got he, we were just sitting there, and he got kind of teary eyed, and he's like, I just thought and just got teary eyed at how excited I am at the fact that I'll get to walk her down the aisle. Wow. <laughs> That's really sweet. I think you're right, Matt. I think that's where where fathers go with that. And I think that's so cool, you know, that, and I think God did that purposely, right? That there's a balance in the, in the mom and the dad and, and, and what we provide and what we can, um, you know, root in our children, what they expect from us as well, or, or the men and women, um, guardians in, in their lives. So I think that's, that's, that's good. Yeah. Well, and as yeah. men, I mean, we all know that as men, like we're more visual. Right. And so I think mm-hmm. we like, we envision ourselves mm-hmm. sure. in those spaces. Yeah. Adam is thinking about walking his daughter down the aisle. Yeah. It's like, I think we just see ourselves in almost pictures and movies. Mm-hmm. And we're like, I, you know, there are some things that terrify us, like particular times of the month that might start occurring eventually. But mm-hmm. really those joyous moments, it's like, I cannot wait to experience that. That's yeah. that's going to be so awesome. Yeah. Matt works with so many women. It's like not going to be- Seriously. A, big deal the at topics all. that he has had oh, to sit through the poor guy yeah i mean <laughs> on he a daily basis Lincoln, i think the first couple months he was like what did i accept when i accepted this role <laughs> yeah. i mean because we just kept mm-hmm. it going hey welcome to mops hey nice meeting you hey do you have a tampon <laughs> <laughs> well you know whenever whenever i originally came on i was i was the film guy and what we really needed is we needed um video of mops groups and so here, oh, so here's you this, saw breastfeeding. Well, I mean, well, I mean, you're, I yeah, that, I, yes, but, yeah. yes, yes. But I'm saying the things you see in a mops group. <laughs> yeah. I well, mean, I was even surprised when I went to a mops group. I'm like, oh, oh, oh there's, okay. a oh, yeah. right. there's a Yeah, there's a Well, and just there's a camera, and yeah. they're really nervous, and I don't need them to be. And so I just let them know I work for a mothering organization. <laughs> I've Anything seen it you all. Said, I've heard it. I have heard it. <laughs> also, there's not a microphone on this camera. You're safe. <laughs> like I had to like do that every single time I walked in the room because I mean they were they were nervous, rightfully so. Uh, but yeah, that's you think about that with all the guys on staff here, man. Oh, the topics. Yeah. Then we hear a man topic, and we're like, hmm, mm-hmm. mm, yeah, not the same. Well, mm. and really, I just deflect. If there's man topics, I'm like, yeah, that's not what we do here. Like, <laughs> you know your lane. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, let's let's go back to the woman stuff that's that I've good. heard all these years. I love that. Awesome. Uh, Chloe, you asked some questions on social. I'm curious about mm-hmm. the answers that you saw. So I think one of the questions was, what was the hardest thing about being a mom? Yeah. So the hardest thing about becoming a mom, uh, we had a lot of great responses. Um, some of my favorites are just, I guess, some that I related to a lot were um, one person said trading career for being at home. Um, I feel I personally, with my first, I was planning to go back to work um, the entire time up to probably about two weeks before I was supposed to return back to work at the end of my maternity leave. And it just got to the point where it just between, you know, just the pay and just what worked for our family with my husband's schedule um, just decided I would just stay at home with him for the, that first year until I came here. So um, 
and just struggling with that career change, you know, like I was loving my career and um, just, you know, had like dreams and aspirations and, and, you know, the ability to kind of move up into that. And what's crazy too, is that right after I decided to stay at home, um, I actually got a message from someone who reached out to me asking me basically to, to move up to Denver and would have been a great opportunity, but it just wasn't where I was at in my life. So, um, but then, you know, it all, it all worked out for the best and I feel like it always does. So. Uh, that transition is such an intense one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, for sure. uh, someone else said being needed 24 seven, mm-hmm. um, also definitely relatable, especially now breastfeeding, you know, and, and with my first, uh, I remember we went on a camping trip and that was the first time that we were away from my, from my son. And he was not quite a year, almost, almost 11 months. Um, but I was still nursing him very regularly and I was just so confident that, oh, I'll just bring this pump. I have my car adapter. It'll be great. Uh, first of all, the campsite was a hike to the, to the car. Uh, so that was a challenge. And then just, we, it was an anniversary celebration and just driving to our anniversary dinner. Um, I was, my husband's driving while I'm literally just pumping in the car and my pump was not, was not doing it for me. I was just having the worst clogged ducts. It was not a great experience. We ended up cutting the camping trip. Uh, we short, we just stayed one night instead of two because I just couldn't do it. And then I just remember sitting in the car at six in the morning for like two hours, just wow. trying to pump and get wow. all my clocks free. And mm. so just, and now I'm like with the second baby, I'm like, I'm just can't be apart from her for more than <laughs> for a night until she's at least a year until mm. I've gone through that phase. So definitely a struggle. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else said feeling alone while surrounded by people. Mm. That's another big one. Um, and a lot of my mom groups that I'm in on, on social media, they've, you know, they always say that kind of same thing and how just as soon as they become a mom, it's like everyone when you're pregnant is so excited for you, just so involved in your life, um, talking with you all the time, seeing how they can help out. And then it's like, once you become a mom, you just kind of lose a lot of friends and they seem wow, to forget about you. that's an interesting one. Feeling mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. while surrounded by people. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, people, I guess you just gravitate toward your other mom friends, you know, because mm-hmm. they kind of understand versus mm-hmm. those who don't. Um, someone else said, not knowing how hard postpartum is and how you feel like you lose yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me personally, postpartum with my first was definitely way more challenging than any other, just the recovery process. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to not have any anxiety or depression, but just the recovery, like how painful things were, how couldn't even go for a walk around the block after, you know, week after and just, um, just how long things were, everything was in pain after the stitches and everything. It was just a lot, lot harder that people just don't wow. talk about. Mm-hmm. Wearing a diaper. Yep. Wearing I didn't know that. Yeah. Out of the hospital. From like like a, those mesh undies that yeah. you have to wear in yeah. front to back. Yeah, and a lot of moms do get like the diaper, like the, the depends because they're like mm-hmm. oh, better than easier than mm-hmm. the mesh underwear. <laughs> oh yeah, so just so now I'm like every time my friends are pregnant with their first, I'm like prepping them for. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you need everything. someone to give you the insider mm-hmm. scoop you on what you're going to mm-hmm. experience, Definitely. just to be like, here's the deal. This isn't right. You're not going to sleep. Right. Right. Just. Mm-hmm. Ask God. To. I remember we came home from the hospital 
it was our first <laughs> night home from the hospital. I've told you this before, but we're laying in bed and Joe looks over at me. He's this like, is the best. Man, my hamstrings are so sore from having to <laughs> no. hold your legs up while you push. <laughs> and I was like, no. excuse me? <laughs> you did not just say that. Punched you want to talk about things face. that are sore? <laughs> Seriously. Where do I start? <laughs> And they will probably be sore for the next six months of my life. Right. His, uh. his calves. That's funny. <laughs> or hamstrings. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Those are good responses. Yep. Yeah. Adam. Oh, man. Adam, I'm, since I'm just, my baby hasn't taken a bottle at all yet. Um, you know, I'm the only one to get up with her at night. So if Adam like, oh, he's my like, gosh. oh, I'm so tired today. I'm like, oh, are you? Are you really? <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, I heard you snoring in there just fine, <laughs> yeah. getting your night's rest. So, so the next thing I asked was, um, what was the best thing about becoming a mom? And um, some of the responses, a lot of the responses, pretty much almost all of them were just talking about the unconditional love. Mm. Um, this person said, the unconditional love that just exists for this little person, how in awe you are of who they are. And just receiving that love, um, it seems like everyone just overwhelmingly said that was their favorite thing. Um, someone else said, seeing your own strength. And I really like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just seeing, you know, who you can become and recognizing, like realizing that you can do things you never thought you could. Wow. <laughs> and surviving cool. off of, you know, great, I got a full 40 minutes of sleep. <laughs> yeah. totally. totally. And 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 killed the game, like still took care of everything on the list, right? I love mm -hmm. hearing those responses from everyone else because it's like mm -hmm. we're all nodding our head like, yeah, me too, yeah. me too. It's such a yeah, universe. Uh, you know, we all have nuanced experiences, but the mm -hmm. underlying foundation of motherhood is just this common experience yeah. that we all have. Yeah, so and the, the responsibility. I mean, again, our kids are adults, but almost every move they make, a lot of it I don't care about as much as I used to. And I really mean that. I'm like, yeah, not my issue. Oh, your light bills mm. do? Mm, not my problem. But I think that there are some things that I see our kids and I see the the direct, the direct like visual of how we parented them. Their, how they respond mm. is how we parented them. How they mm. um, conduct themselves, what they go through, how they handle it is how we parented them. Uh, uh, the Almost the majority of it. Some of it is just kind of their own um, makeup, but um, but I look back, I sit, sit back and look at that, and I'm like, we we did all right. We weren't perfect by any means, um, but they turned out to be okay kids. You know, you're seeing the fruit of uh, your parenting. Yeah, I mean, That's they're just cool. cool human beings, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, of course, I mean, even <laughs> they're adults. You know, you do this when they're kids of like, they got a straight A. Oh, yeah, the, that intellect is on my side of the family, you know, or they're <laughs> smart or really good at sports. It's like, yep, my side of the family, you know, we do that now even as adults, you know, or excuse me, them being adults. It's like, yeah, she's organized. Yep, that's she got that for me. <laughs> we still you're do welcome. that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> okay, so we want to wrap up every podcast with some questions that you can take away. You can either journal or use them in your MOPS group or with your friends just to spark some conversation around the topics that we've discussed today. Leanna, would you share with us the questions that we have for this week? I can do it um, if you don't have them in front of you. I don't have them in front of me. I know one of them that I always like to ask, and I think it's on that list, is what's something you heard that you needed to hear? Mm -hmm. I think that's always a good question because that's we all hear, 
we're all going to hear something different from today. And it's typically something we needed to hear. And so what's something you needed to hear? Take that to your journal, take it to a friend, take it to your group. I heard a lot of things yeah. today that I needed to hear. Me too. And I felt like, you know, I mean, it was a real conversation, but it was a real conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. I loved it. Some other questions that we have for you. Um, the next one would be share your becoming story with a friend or your group. Mm-hmm. What's a standout moment or experience in your story of becoming a mom or becoming, becoming the type of mom you are now? And then I added another question to it because I love this question a lot. <laughs> and I'll ask you guys it to wrap up. What is the one thing that you least want to say right now, but you know you need to say it? I'll go first. Okay. So what I've recognized, I am the most introverted introvert you've ever met. Ever. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) But what I recognized is that I'm super lonely right now. And it's like the thing, I don't want to say it. I don't want to like reach out and be like, I'm lonely. But I recognize, oh my gosh, like I've been okay up until the last month. And I'm like, I know it's bad when my introverted (laughs) self is like, I feel lonely. (laughs) So that would be the thing. You don't hear a lot of introverts say that uh -uh, either. No, Mm -hmm. and even Joe, my husband, who's the most extroverted, extroverted. (laughs) He's like, man, what's going on with you? Like you need to be around people right now. Mm -hmm. So that would be the thing that I like don't want to say, but I feel like I need to say. Yeah. Mm. I feel like, um, and I feel like a lot of our moms, we hear that they, they need this too, but just needing, craving the need to, uh, to feel appreciated, Mm. you know, whether whoever that's by, Mm -hmm. if it's by, you know, your spouse or, or anyone, but, um, yeah, there's just, I guess just with my schedule with my husband, he's, uh, you know, I do everything. He's, he doesn't even see our kids sometimes because he's leaves so early for work and gets home after they're in bed. So it's just, it's a lot. And he, and he luckily, uh, he had about three months after our first was born where he was a stay at home dad. And I think that helped a ton for our relationship just, and he realized how hard that was. And he's like, I have a whole new appreciation for stay at home moms and didn't, but you know, and it's like every season of your child is, is raising them is, is different. And it's like, he's like, oh, but you know, when you had him in the beginning, he was just a little baby and just sleeping all the time. But it's like, no, you're, you're going through your postpartum recovery and, uh, you know, feeding them every, you know, at least every two hours and all day and all night. There's just every, every moment when you're raising them, you have these different uh, seasons, you know, that are, have mm-hmm. their own challenges. So mm-hmm. I feel like just, just needing to feel appreciated through every season and just that reassurance. Yeah, that's so, good. Yeah. I, mine is, I need to apologize to someone. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, a, a sweet, important person in my life and their love languages are different from mine. And I just need to do better to, so that, like you, Chloe, she feels affirmed and loved. And um, so I need to acknowledge that. Hmm. Anything come to mind, Leanna? Yeah, mine is that, um, and this is like very vulnerable to say, but I, I think more recently I feel, I have felt um, at times preoccupied about the future. Mm-hmm. And I think I have so been in such an extended season of grief and like looking back and, um, kind of trying to put life back together and get back on my feet. And I feel like I have done the work of that and I'm emerging, but now I just realize that I'm a little bit preoccupied and sometimes feeling um, nervous about what the future holds. You know, will I have another partner? Will I not? 
Um, will what will my family end up looking like? Uh, what am I supposed to be doing exactly right now? Um, it just I get a little preoccupied about mm. how the future is going to unfold. Liana, you let me know when you're ready. I was just going to say, I think we could facilitate. You some. are, I you think are we could a help dish. Here. I can find a yeah, almost said brother, but then if I say brother, then you're going to assume, but I don't know what your cup of tea is. But, no, it's brother. I mean, no. you are a dish. Um, I could have oh, you hooked up real quick. But. but you know, you spend time, like you need to grieve and heal. Yes. And then all of a sudden, it's just, I think what's, what I realize is that it could be time to like mm-hmm. think about these things. But then I'm like, what? I don't know. Like I'm sweating talking about this big time. So I've got great, great, great stalking skills, social media stalking skills, you know, just let me know. Behind you here. We've got some abilities that Mm -hmm. we're going to look out for you. Yeah. I'll look up their court records. (laughs) That's right. You can. That's right. That's funny. I I don't need to be worried at all. No, we've got this covered. All but right, I do right. see you sweating, like literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Whew. Okay. Oh, I love that That's question. Mine. So good. Matt, do you have anything you want to share? Um, I think the, probably, I don't know if it's um, how obvious or not obvious it is, but really I think it's like, I need friends. Um, and this is, just circumstantial and kind of how it played out. Like obviously moving to Colorado for this job and just replanning our whole family. And then, uh, you know, you've, you know, conversations I've had with my wife is really the first two years was surviving. It was like, can we do this? Could we legitimately uproot our entire livelihood and our friends, our college, like everything that we had done and, and go across the country. And, uh, the first two years were rough, like just from a relationship marriage standpoint, just figuring out where do you belong is like, how do I get from A to B? Like, I don't know where, where things are in Colorado. Like just how to get around is just such a new thing. And um, I, th- so then the pandemic happened and that's when, that was actually when we finally joined a church, but a pandemic happened. Right. And so it's like, right. you know, you have this hope that this is, this is where I find community finally. Like this is where I'm going to, I'm going to find some bros. We're going to hang out. I work with all women. Please help me. Like, uh, <laughs> hey, we are the best friends you will ever you have. You are the best ever. Still not men. So, <laughs> uh, so sorry, not sorry there. Uh, and, you know, obviously, and then Kristen was pregnant throughout it. So we had to be Mm. extra careful Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. And so it was, there was this need and this desire and just circumstances prevented it. And so I'm super excited about just coming out of this and the, you know, in the summer and things are getting better, vaccinations out and all that kind of stuff. Because really like, it's, it's a sign that like, we get to actually have like, it sounds so weird. We actually get to have friends soon. Man. Like that's oh, after, after so three years. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's, there's, it's, it's been really hard, but we're, we're excited about the future and what that looks like. So. Well, you guys, it's been so fun chatting so fun. today. 
loves every minute of it. Yeah, Yeah. you too. So to wrap up, um, I just want to share about how when I was growing up, my family had this tradition where on Saturday mornings, we'd have breakfast together. And then as we were finishing up, my parents would look across the table, my brother and I, and say, go outside and have an adventure and don't come back until you do, which meant that we'd obviously did a lot of really dumb stuff, but it also meant that we learned to rely on each other and trust one another and to intentionally pursue things that challenged us to get out of our comfort zones. And we became best friends and had the time of our lives laughing about all the crazy situations that we found ourselves in. And now as an adult, it pretty much sums up how I live my life and also parent my kids. And it will also likely sum up our time together on this podcast. This journey of showing up in each other's worlds every week is going to be an adventure. And we'll likely do some dumb stuff, but we'll also learn how to trust and rely on each other, how to push our comfort zones to grow and to get to know God better. And we'll also have the time of our life and probably all end up best friends. You who are listening right now in your car or out on a walk and those of us here in your ears. And we hope to show up in your city at some point and get to know you in person. But until then, the best piece of wisdom that I can offer for today is to go outside and have an adventure and don't come back until you do. Hey friends, thank you for joining us for Moms Unscripted, a production of Mops International. A quick reminder that opinions discussed are solely the opinions of the individuals and do not necessarily represent the organization. For more information on today's episode, please visit mops.org backslash Moms Unscripted podcast for show notes. And join us again next week for another unscripted conversation around the Mops table.